You're listening to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. Join Sharon as she discusses the human experience of creating and maintaining relationships of all kinds, from friendships to family and everything in between. And now, here's Sharon. Welcome back to another episode of Ship Talking, WCHL's very own relationship show. I'm your host, Sharon, and I am joined today by a good friend of mine who has had a year of what we lovingly refer to as monk mode. I am here with Brendan, my good friend. He is 31 years old. He is a live sound engineer and L.A. DJ. Uh, (laughs) uh, He is a new literal one week resident of Durham. Just joined us here in the fine city of Durham. He has spent the past year celibate abstaining from sex, alcohol, all substances and formal relationship pursuits. We are going to talk about why he chose to make that decision for himself and what he has learned since. Happy to be here. Thanks for <laughs> wow, what an introduction. <laughs> I was supposed to say hi, Brendan, first. You're supposed to wait till I say hi. Hi, Brendan. Hello, Shay. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. And Matt is co-hosting with me today. Hello, what, no Matt. long introduction for me? This is, this is <laughs> not your show. This is Brendan's show today. Incredible. All right. Uh, yeah, I was pretty proud of that. That, that was great. Bio well I came up with. That was good. Did was I, very nice. Can you add anything to that? Anything um, in your 30-second bio? Yeah, I think uh, you got most of it. You know, I was in L.A. the past three years, and uh, towards the end of it, decided to go on this kind of journey. And uh, when corona hit, I um, moved to Durham, and I'm <laughs> very happy to be here. Um so yeah, you might you might recognize Brendan and voice because he joined us a couple episodes back, and that was when he was just visiting Durham, kind of trying it out, and he has made the move. So welcome, made the move. moved yeah. in with me actually. Indeed, Did. yeah. So so tell us about monk mode, Brendan. Yeah, well, monk mode uh, is a term uh, that we actually came up with to uh, describe this this period of my life where one kind of lives as a monk or. Um, kind of uh, abstains from things that I thought were detrimental to my life. Which uh, includes, habits. okay. Um, so the first one was marijuana. Okay. Um, and so I haven't smoked in about a year and a half now. And, um, you know, that was the first one I started feeling a lot better. Started feeling much more uh, clarity, clear headed about where I wanted to be, uh, my friends. All sorts of things. Everything I did daily. Um, okay, so pause and backtrack a little bit. What made you give it up? Yeah, so I've been trying to quit marijuana for two or three years before that point. And, you know, I quit for a month or two and, you know, I always found myself back on it. Why? Why quit? Because it's legal in LA. That's Folks, true. let's remind it everyone is. listening and I have nothing legal. against marijuana, really. I'm very grateful. You know, I learned a lot from it. I, it made me think differently, I think, and it made me, you know, more creative, I think sometimes, but I just realized that the net, uh, effect on my life was negative. And, you know, I actually credit this one book. Uh, if you have a habit and you're trying to get rid of that habit, I would really recommend this book. It's called the power of habit by Charles Duhigg. I read that book. I taught it in a class. I taught at Carolina. It's a great book. Yeah. It's an incredible book. And it really made me rethink just any behavior that 
is a habit and you want to stop that behavior or get rid of it, it really gave me some fighting um, methods to, to fight that. So, yeah, so I started with the marijuana and then another thing that was big for me that it was a habit I wanted to quit was pornography. And I know a lot of men are, it's, it's kind of a, men don't really talk about it a lot. Yeah. Um, but for me, I've, you know, looked at porn probably since I was a little kid, 10 really? years old. I think a lot of men, you know, my age, I'm 31, millennials started around that time too. Especially in the internet age. Absolutely. I mean, I like, yeah. yeah. With, you know, uh, Kazaa and all those, you know, <laughs> those old live wires and everything. Um, but anyway, you know, I've been trying to quit that for a while too. And I actually quit both in the same day. No wow. way. That's nuts. And it was weird. It was this, you know, uh, I just one day just kind of woke up and stopped doing it. And I just quit and I haven't looked back. So. It was it was really funny. Brent, you told me about this probably about like four months in. This yeah. is when you were visiting me last summer. That's and right. Like, yeah, I'm not, <laughs> I'm staying from sex. I'm not yeah. smoking weed anymore. I'm not watching porn. And I, think, I don't think you were drinking coffee at that point. Like you yeah, were yeah. like I no just, substances. Wow. And I was like, wow, you're yeah. really going into monk mode. <laughs> I think so. Matt, maybe it was, Matt coined the term. Was it me or was it Andy though? I, mean, I think it was, it was you. It was one of us, yeah. one of the three bandmates. I don't know. Yeah. But it was, yeah, I was shocked. I was not expecting you to last this long. I'm very proud of you. Yeah. It's pretty good. And it's, you know, I don't, it's not going to be a forever thing. I mean, maybe with marijuana, um, I don't think I'll do that again. But, you know, sex, it's like I'm not going to be abstinent forever. So you talked a little bit about what triggered stopping marijuana. Yeah. What was it about pornography? Pornography, I always felt that I, I didn't like how I felt afterwards. Um, I knew that it was not a positive habit in my life. Um, I don't necessarily have really a lot against pornography. I think it's in some ways can be very um, helpful to people, um, can educate them about sex. Um, but I think uh, for a lot of men, it can be um, uh, a crutch. And, yeah, absolutely. You know, just the time spent doing it, you know, if you do it every day, you know, like I was for a while. It can be a um, you know huge time suck. Um, so I definitely feel a lot better since I quit those two habits, um, and that was the kind of start in the monk mode. Okay, I want to wow. continue to talk about monk mode, but what was that like for you to just suddenly stop? Did you go through withdrawal from marijuana from porn? What was that yeah. like afterwards? I think with marijuana, there definitely was a withdrawal period of the first probably two weeks. I think was the worst period. Um, and it was, you know, um, every day, every night, which is when I usually smoked, I felt the urge to smoke, um, you know, dry mouth, things like that. Um, you know, less appetite. I, I definitely felt like a lower appetite at that time. Um, but, and also when I was creating music, so I make music too, and I always smoked before I made music. So it was a, um, it was definitely a habit that when I started making music again, I felt the urge to uh, smoke. Wow. You talk about dreams too, right? And Absolutely. So the dreams, I never really remembered my dreams really when I was smoking a lot. And as soon as I stopped smoking, it was like the dreams came in, you know, technical. Wow. And yeah, I, was the opposite. I started reading, um, you, know, you know, dream journals and reading Carl Jung and talking about the importance of dreams and started writing down my dreams um, whenever I had them. And, you know, it was really, uh, 
a path into the inner psyche that I hadn't really tapped into before. So that was really cool. That's awesome. We're going to pause you right there, but we'll be right back to ship talking on 97.9 The Hill. You're listening to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. We'll be back with more after this on 97.9 The Hill. And now back to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. Once again, here's Sharon. Welcome back to Ship Talking. I am your host, Sharon. I am joined by co-host Matt. Hey, how's it going, Sharon? It's going well. And we are here again with Brendan. Hello. Hello. So we were talking in our last segment about Brendan's year-long monk mode, which what we've heard so far consists of abstaining from marijuana and abstaining from pornography, but that continued after those two things. So tell us how monk mode grew. Yeah, it did. Um, Around that time, I was experimenting with not using caffeine either. Um, And so I stopped drinking coffee. I maybe drank two cups of coffee a day. Um, And, you know, I was just kind of experimenting with not doing it. Um, And that lasted about two weeks, no coffee, no caffeine. But then I started getting these crazy uh, kind of insomnia uh, attacks where I couldn't sleep and I've never had a problem sleeping. So I don't know if anyone out there has ever tried. So you cut out caffeine, but then you couldn't sleep. Yeah, which I thought, you know, caffeine's the typical withdrawal symptoms are headaches and, you know, stuff like that. But a little lesser known one is insomnia. Which is kind of uh, counterintuitive, but I didn't know that. Um, That's wild. Yeah, so then I got back on the caffeine train, but actually I switched to black tea, which is kind of a I've noticed it's like a smoother kind of caffeine high. So I definitely like that because I started getting very jittery from coffee. Um, so that was another kind of progression of the monk mode okay. as kind of time went on. Okay. Yeah, and then uh, the other big one was uh, sex. So. Uh, around that time, um, I had a kind of a relationship go south and, you know, from the clarity that I had kind of grown from, you know, no marijuana, no pornography, I just realized I needed to take a break, um, from sex and kind of, uh, look at my relationship to it and, um, kind of hit the reset button with sex at that time. Why? Um, What was your relationship to it? I think uh, I used it in many ways impulsively. Um, you know, I um, you know, I had friends in the SLA community um, and, you know, was talking to them about certain things. In the SLA community? SLA, so Sex and Love Addicts Anonymous. Oh, wow. Um, which, you know, I you know had the opportunity to go to a meeting and, you know, read, read some material that, about that. And, you know, just really realized that I needed to take a hard look at my relationship to sex. And I think a part of that is a period of time where one is abstinent from it. Um, so, you know, I, I decided at that point, uh, this was last, you know, April, I believe, or April or May. And, um, yeah, I decided to take a few months off. And that, uh, that has definitely grown to be now over a year. Um, And, uh, yeah, but it's definitely been a very, it's been tough at times, but also been a very, um, a good look, a very introspective look at my actions and what I want, um, 
things like that. So talk more about that. What have you gained from this break? What have you learned about yourself? How has that made you become introspective? Yeah, uh, I mean, I think I have a much, I have a, a routine now, you know, I do a meditative practice. I journal a lot more now. Um, I do two pages of journaling every day. Um, I just feel much more uh, clear with my thoughts and um, my readings and things like that now that I'm not uh, having these behaviors and habits that I do impulsively. And I think, uh, you know, marijuana, pornography, and sometimes sex, all of those things um, I did uh, impulsively sometimes. I, I, I can imagine, I mean, I, I hear about the people doing like one of these things at once, whereas yeah. you're doing multiple at the same time, like yeah. giving up multiple habits that have long roots. Yes. I mean, things from since you're a teenager up until an adult, like how is it, sure. how did you manage taking on one thing after another towards the monk mode? Like that seems like a lot, like yeah. did you have a hard time at stages? It was, it was definitely hard. And I think, um, you know, I, I think the hardest was pornography, um, which I still struggle with sometimes for sure. I mean, I still have, uh, strong temptations to look at it. And I think marijuana kind of all faded away um, after a few weeks to a month. Really? And, you know, pornography, I think, was the most deep-rooted um, and also the one that I think is the most important for me not to do. Um, you know, like I said before, I don't think I'm, you know, going to be a monk the rest of my life and totally abstain from sex. Um, but pornography is something I don't see myself doing in the just because I had a very unhealthy relationship to it. I think a lot of men can have an unhealthy relationship to it. Sure. It's a deep root too. Absolutely. Teenager. Since, yeah. you know, I was yeah. 10 or 11 years old. Wow. Sure. I, I, I'm really glad you came on this show because you're a, a male and you're yeah. being very vulnerable here and I appreciate sure. it. Yeah. I know this is personal. Yeah. Um, and I've heard, a, I've heard a lot of women, a lot of female friends kind of take these breaks from relationships, takes these, take these breaks from sex kind of a couple months or so. Oftentimes it was after a particularly hard breakup or relationship experience. And I just think it's rarer to hear um, a male go through that process. Yeah. Would, would you agree? Absolutely. You know, it, a big part of this and what helped me realize I needed to do something about this was I went to therapy for the first time. Really? And uh, had a really really amazing therapists um, who helped me kind of look at, you know, um, childhood issues and, and how that uh, reflects in my present behavior, things like that. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely credit him with uh, this, the start of this journey to kind of go inside and think, you know, what makes you tick? Uh, what habits are serving you? What habits aren't serving you? And I think that's important for anyone to do, male or female, um, to really take a good hard look at um, what's what's serving you and what's not. Absolutely. So. And and this has also limited your, I don't want to say limited, but you haven't been dating either. So you haven't no, really been no, pursuing no, no. women at all. Yeah. And, um, you know, the start of this was in L.A. And I was really working hard for my career. It was At one point I worked like 22 nights in a row. Wow. And I was working at night, so I didn't really have a lot of time to – um, to date. 
Um, and I didn't really you know, put myself really out there very much either. Um, I was kind of you know, singularly focused on you know, my purpose and my mission and things like that, um, which I think is important for people to do for periods of time, uh, but also not completely cut out you know, um, relationships and things like that. So I think, you know, the time is coming soon where I'm going to you know, start seeking that again. Uh, but this time, I think, in a much more healthy manner. So That's a good place to pause. So thank you so much, Brendan. We'll no be right back with you on Ship Talking. You're listening to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. We'll be back with more after this on 97.9 The Hill. And now back to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. Once again, here's Sharon. Welcome back to Ship Talking. I'm Sharon, joined by Matt and Brendan. What's up? Hello, hello. And Brendan has been sharing with us uh, about his experience giving up sex, giving up pornography, giving up alcohol and substances over the past year. He's been incredibly open and shared a lot with us. I'm really grateful that you're coming on. I think this is hard stuff to talk about. So thanks for being here. Yep. And you mentioned in a break, in the break, a little bit about how pornography in particular is something that you're, you're trying to be open in talking about. Absolutely. I think, you know, Pornography is a hard thing for men to talk about. I think there's a lot of, um, it's kind of like a hidden thing in a lot of men's lives. Yeah. Um, and I think not that it's necessarily a bad thing that men do it or it's a bad thing for everyone. Um, but I do think it's important to have an open conversation about pornography and how it affects our lives. Um, because it literally is everywhere now and so easily accessible by our young kids, um, you know, 10, 11 years old. Now kids are getting phones and they can have access to anything on the internet that we see. They can find that easily. They can find that easily and do find that very easily. Very easily. And now with phones, like I didn't even have, you know, phones when I started and you know, that's just another easier thing. You can look at it anywhere. Right. Um, So I think that it's a very important conversation that we need to have with uh, young men and adult men and just all men, really. Um, And you're a very open person. I've heard you you just speak very candidly about this with your friends and circles, and I think think that's lovely. Um, Yeah, I definitely feel very strongly about it because I know uh, how much of an effect it's made on my life. And friends, you know, that I've talked to, friends in L.A., that have struggled with similar things that they want to quit, uh, but they couldn't. Um, and you know, it's, it's a very, very addicting thing for men, I think. And for maybe women too. I'm not yeah, sure. Of course. I'm not a woman, but, uh, it's, you know, just the visual aspect and all of those things. It's, it can be very hard to break if you do want to stop. Well, one thing I've said on this show is that I want this to be a place of, um, fun. We tell a lot of stories on this show. Yeah. We laugh a lot, but I also want it to be a place of learning and a place of support. And so yeah. if something you said touched someone who is listening to this show right now, what advice or guidance or suggestions do you have for maybe someone who, who knows they have challenges with pornography or. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I think, you know, to seek out 
you know, other men to talk about these things, um, to, you know, there's great resources online. I think it's a building, a budding community. Um, there is a great website called yourbrainonporn.com that has a lot of, you know, scientific studies about the effect of pornography and also uh, resources to help quit if that's what you want to do. There's also a, a great, uh, very well-named subreddit on Reddit called NoFap. That's <laughs> N-O-F-A-P. Uh, good old Reddit. Good old Reddit, yeah. <laughs> Always good times there. Um, but there's a, a great community, too, there that talks about um, pornography and trying to quit. So just know that you know if you are listening out there, you're not alone. Um, and if you do want to quit, there's resources to help you. Help you quit. And you just named a lot of those resources. We'll be sure to link them in the show notes. Mm -hmm. um, that's all we have time for today. Thank you so much, Brendan. Absolutely. Thank you for, for sharing. It's my pleasure to be here. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. Awesome. Thanks for listening to Ship Talking. We'll see you next week. Bye bye. You've been listening to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine on 97.9 The Hill. For more episodes, visit the on demand page of our website, chapelboro.com. 